Hello and welcome back to Straight Out of Sunrise Panthers Nation podcast. I'm your host, Max Rive. And today we are back with another 7 to 25 minute segment episode. This one's a bit of a longer one, so I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, discussing with uh, D- David Dwork, welcoming him back once again. We always like talking with David um, and talking about what has happened at this year's trade deadline lots of things happening around the league um, especially with the Florida Panthers bringing players like Claude Giroux and Ben Sherratt so it's been pretty exciting um, but hectic couple of days but we're uh, we're happy to uh, to bring those guys in and Zito and the rest of the management have done a fantastic job doing so so I hope you guys enjoy this one and let's get right into it hey David how's it going Going well, going well. Exciting times. I hope everything uh, north of the border is treating you well, my friend. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I said, we're we're coming along here slowly but surely. But uh, hopefully, like I said, the the weather's not treating me too uh, too kind. But uh, hopefully, getting down to a, a South Florida sometime soon. There you go. Yeah, no, but it's great to have you back on talking with you again. We always uh, love chatting up. Like we said before, some Panthers hockey never. Uh, Never a dull moment with this team, <laughs> but uh, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy, uh, but exciting uh, couple of days. Uh, not just around the league, but for especially for our uh, our cats down in South Florida, um, and kind of what Bill Zito and the rest of the management have uh, kind of acquired at this year's trade deadline, and more so kind of this in this year's case the days leading up to the deadline, they're kind of quieter and kind of did their damage kind of previous before the, the, uh, the big day, but uh, you know what, they got lots of, lots of things done. And um, it was pretty, pretty hectic. Lots of guys names thrown around there, guys going this way, that way. See Marc-Andre Fleury going to the Minnesota wild and different things like that, but not here to talk about the wild. Um, but yeah, lots of big names uh, being thrown around at this this year's trade deadline, and seeing a lot of teams with that kind of go for it mentality. Um, but we, before we even have a chance to get to see any of the kind of the new Panthers guys in any of the uniforms, what are your initial thoughts about the Florida Panthers trade deadline? I, I thought that uh, they certainly sent a message that they're going for the Stanley Cup. I mean. Before the deadline, you can go back, you know, two, three weeks and look at that Panthers team and you, and you say, well, there's a cup contending team right there looking at that Panthers roster. And now you add to that a Claude Giroux, you add Ben Sherratt, you add Robert Hag um, to an already potent team full of you know, elite talent, playoff experience. Uh, they check all the boxes at this point. And you've just got to think in terms of opponents in the Eastern Conference, whether you're talking about Tampa, Carolina, Toronto, Washington, whoever it may be. Um, you've got to be a little concerned because you were, I'm guessing the Panthers were already a concern for most teams based on the, the high uh, octane offense that they throw at you every game. Uh, it, I'm sure it's quite intimidating from an opposition standpoint. When you add a superstar like Claude Giroux, when you add some solid defensive pieces like Sherratt and Hag, 
to what they already had going on, it's, it's gotta be concerning for other teams. And, you know, from a Panthers standpoint, it's like, wow, they've got to be at least a favorite to reach the final at this point, which is something that we've never said about this franchise before. Uh, So, you know, it's pretty awesome from a Panther standpoint. And I hope the fans are really uh, kind of basking in the moment. Yeah, no, for sure. And you see the different teams and kind of what they've done um, at this year's trade deadline and all the things coming in today or today or yesterday or the kind of the days leading up to the deadline. Um, And you see different pieces, kind of small pieces or big pieces going into different teams, but the Panthers really bringing in um, and Bill Zito kind of, dissecting and diagnosing what the Panthers truly need. And uh, I think some of the guys nailed it right on the head um, on the, the, the Panthers network podcast and talking about kind of how the, the intelligent group of Ivy league um, management we have over in Florida and just kind of, they know what we need. They, they know um, how to make this team better. And that's, that's the idea of the deadline is, uh, going out um, and leaving and kind of moving on with a better team than what you were the day um, before that and kind of growing your team and making sure they're ready to make a deep run um, of what the Panthers will try to take a look at making this season and what, see, what we talked about before, what seems to be an all-in season for the Cats. Um, but really bringing in big pieces like Claude Giroux and um, kind of – figuring out what you need, obviously, uh, Ekblad going down. Uh, it's not as serious as we thought, but still out for some time, bringing in Ben Sherratt and Robert Hag to kind of fill into those spots. But it was talked about briefly this afternoon um, in the presser with kind of Bill Zito. And, um, but what is your, and he t- kind of talked about it briefly, but what is your perspective of now what makes um, Florida a, a landing spot for, for where teams want to go. And it was talked about briefly in kind of the news over the last couple of days of Claude Drew waiving that no movement clause for only a couple of teams around the league. Um, but kind of from your perspective, um, what makes this place, South Florida, um, a place where players want to be a part of? Well, I mean, in terms of the team on the ice, it's set a start with your foundational pieces when you've got guys like Sasha Barkov, Jonathan Huberto, Aaron Ekblad, uh, that we're already kind of establishing what we've seen here. Um, that's a great place to start. But I mean, the, just the team that Bill Zito has built, you know, you, you talk about the Ivy League mentality or the Ivy League minds that the Panthers have in their front office. Not only are they exceptional hockey minds, but they're also just very, very intelligent in general. Um, and you know, it kind of makes a lot of sense when you think about the moves that Bill Zito has made since he landed here in South Florida. Uh, so many just smart, savvy moves, whether it was the trade for Patrick Hornquist, the first move he made off the bat, whether it's the signing of Radko Gudis, uh, bringing in uh, Sam Bennett at last year's trade deadline, bringing in Sam Reinhardt at the draft last summer. Um, and, and then what's happened this year, going out and getting the biggest trade deadline fish there was available and uh, Claude Giroux, not only getting him to come to South Florida, he wanted to come to South Florida. Uh, he, it's the only place he wanted to go is, is kind of the, the reports that are floating around right now. Um, and it made a lot of sense because uh, this Panthers team is primed and ready to go. I mean, look at like Joe Thornton in the offseason. He chose to come to Florida. He could have picked a, a handful of teams that were offering him a contract. He, he wanted to go. And chase the Stanley Cup, 
and he picked the Panthers to do it. Uh, it says how far this, this franchise has come in a very short amount of time. And uh, I think as much as he would deflect it away, the credit has to go to Bill Zito. Uh, the foundational pieces I mentioned were in place already when he got here. What he's done is he's taken the roster he inherited and he has added to it. He's watered it. He's pruned it. He's let it blossom. And it's grown into this president's trophy threatening Stanley cup contending team that looks like they're going to be built to last because, you know, while they are going all in this year and while they have sacrificed, uh, you know, a good amount of their draft capital for the next two or three years, uh, the team they have in place, you know, the players for the, for the most part, they're all signed long-term they're here. Um, this team should be very good for the next several years. And, as you know, I just keep going back to it. I think it all just comes back to Bill Zito and his staff and the amazing job that they've done over the last couple of years. Yeah. And like you said, he's so modest. And even in the interview today, uh, kind of deflecting it away and um, taking, taking, he doesn't want any of the credit and he's giving it all to Barkoff and Huberto and all the big guys that kind of tie this team together. But deep down, look at what he's done and just such a, a short amount of time spent in Florida, um, bringing in those kind of um, underlaying guys like Carter Verhage and uh, Sam Bennett, uh, who was struggling, but then he found his, his game in Florida. And that has to go, uh, that credit has to fully go to Bill Zito and the rest of the, the Ivy League that we talk about staff um, in the Florida management. And we always joke about as fans, when are we building on Twitter and Instagram? When are we building the statue of Bill Zito? But it's, it's so true. And for anyone who tuned in, and especially you guys, knowing, talking to him uh, and the rest of the guys down in Florida every day or whenever it is, quite frequently, the rest of the journalists down in Florida, get, having the chance to talk to him in person and ask him personal questions and during when he, the media availability, it's just how intelligent um, they all are. And the, you could even hear it in his voice today, giving you the truthful and honest answers, um, making this a place where players and fans want to be a part of and the staff wants to be a part of it and making it just like a place you want to be. And as a fan, I don't, as the, of this team and someone who's supported Panthers for many years now, and I'm sure you can agree with me on this. Um, I don't think we would want to be a part of any other um, team, especially at this point. And of course there's going to be ups and downs along the road. And um, it's not all going to be sunshines and rainbows, like some of the players said in, in interviews, but you got to enjoy it while it lasts. And um, we're doing just that right now. Yeah. It's pretty unique. What's happening in South Florida with this hockey team, uh, not just for a Panthers team, which it is, you know, beyond unique, it's never really happened before, but just generally speaking, um, you see good teams, uh, but this team, they're good on the ice and they're just as good off the ice. They all get along so well. They've got an amazing dressing room. Um, I, you know, obviously it starts from the top, the coaching staff, you know, a, a lot of former players on that coaching staff from Andrew Burnett to Tomorutu to Ulfi Samuelson to Robbie Tallis, Roberto Longo is constantly involved with the team. Um, and these guys aren't that far removed from their careers. Um, and, and you've just got this very endearing welcoming dressing room of players and they're holding each other accountable. They're putting the work in day in and day out. Uh, when your captain is your hardest working player and your most selfless player, uh, you know, it, send, it sends a pretty strong message. 
straight on down to, you know, to the last guy that gets called up from the AHL. And, um, you know, I just keep going back to the longevity that this team is built as is most of these guys, what, you know, you talk about the, the key pieces, whether it's Barkov, Huberto, Reinhardt, Bennett, Duclair, Verhage, Ekblad, Weger, Forsling, all in their mid twenties right now, just starting to scratch the surface on the prime years of their career. For the most part, all the names I just mentioned are signed for the next several years, at least, you know, they got, uh, Huberto is coming up, uh, you know, UFA net season after net. So they'll negotiate with him this summer. Mackenzie Weeder, the same situation. Um, but for the most part, everybody's signed multi-years here, uh, just entering what should be the, the most prolific years of their careers. Um, so it's really exciting to think about what can come beyond this year. And then when you think about, Max, what they've done for this year with bringing in Giroux and the guys we just talked about, uh, it's it's mind-boggling really. And I, I just hope that it's appreciated because it's extremely rare and unique and uh, it's special. Um, I, you know, I, like I said before, I just hope that uh, they can, they can climb the entire mountain and uh, kind of fulfill this destiny that is hopefully uh, building down here because it's just, it's a very cool thing that they've got going on. And for it to be like the team that I cover, the team that I've been following for most of my life, uh, I can certainly appreciate it. Just like Max, when the Miami heat did their big thing a few years ago, when they brought LeBron and Bosch and they had Wade and they had these ridiculous teams, they went to the finals four years in a row. Like that rarely happens it in sports in general. So I appreciate that so much just from a strictly from a fan or a journalist standpoint. Um, so to see it happening, perhaps again with the Panthers of all teams, the Panthers, um, just amazing. Yeah. And we talk about so much and you just said it yourself. Um, how incredible this team is on the ice, but off the ice too. And it's just the little things in the locker room or even seeing the other day, um, Dadko Gudis, they had the nickname for him, which is just so funny. And <laughs> it's so, it's so heartwarming just to see their brotherly connection they have there. And Bill Zito talked about it and, um, Andrew Burnett talked about it a bit too, um, bringing in guys that are going to add, um, to that locker room chemistry, to that bond that can connect uh, with those guys and um, bring that within uh, the locker room, but bringing it that passion and that love for the game and love for each other onto the ice. And I talked about uh, in my last episode um, and I talked about it a ton kind of at home off the podcast um, of seeing the one game Huberto passing up an empty net goal to give it to Reinhardt so he could complete his hat trick. And right there, um, obviously a lot more to it than that, but that's something right there that will win you a championship and that will win you a Stanley cup. The, the connection and the, the just not being like caring for one another and, um, it's just something right there that is going to, uh, help the Panthers succeed moving forward. And like you said, the longevity of, um, this team and going into their prime years of their contracts, um, and of their careers, uh, and especially you got young players too, like at two Ryan, who's just, uh, turning it on this year, having a fantastic season and he's not even close to his prime yet. And you got Anton Lindell in his rookie year and it's just, a sight to see from, from uh, the young stud. 
it's it's something like like we said and enjoy it well last but i think it's going to be here for quite some time yeah it's pretty crazy i mean you mentioned a guy like anton Lundell. he talked about bill zito that was a bill zito draft pick uh he drafted devin devin levi that same year which was a big part of the the trade for sam reinhardt um so it's it, it is pretty awesome and, and just to your previous point about the camaraderie that this team has off the ice it, it is something that I find it a treat to, to see some of the things that I get to see behind the scenes, being at practice a lot, being at games, you see a lot of things, um, you know, the, the players interacting and stuff. And I mean, like whether it's Jonathan Huberto and Anthony Duclair having fun and yucking it up as the two Quebec guys, or whether it's the friendship between Aaron Ekblad and Mackenzie Weeder that's been going on forever down here. Um, or, or you talked about Radko Dudas. I mean, I, I had a chance to sit down with him for an interview a few weeks ago and just kind of hearing him talk about, how much he loves his family and how, what he looks forward to most every day is just going home and jumping in the pool with his four kids. I mean, these are just wholesome, good dudes that tend to be really good at playing hockey and get along together really well. And, you know, just the fact that it's been put together piece by piece by Zito and his staff, and it's all just kind of working out so well. Um, it's, it's, it's really neat. And, um, and yeah, I mean, it's not a whole lot more to expand on it. I think we've, we've kind of hit all the buttons here. It's, it's a very cool thing to see happening. And it's a very deserving group to it to be happening too. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, we kind of talked about that point a bit, kind of moving forward here. How, after this deadline's all said and done here, everything's kind of finalized now. Teams, playoff teams, Scott, or what looks like the kind of the playoff picture right now, obviously, obviously there's still a lot of teams kind of battling for it in the West, but uh, more so the East kind of, you, especially the Atlantic, you kind of got the, Florida, Tampa, Toronto, Boston kind of separated themselves from the rest of the pack um, in that division. And kind of same thing, Carolina, uh, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh, and uh, Washington kind of separating themselves as well in that Metro division. But after this deadline's all said and done now, uh, where do you see the Panthers kind of comparing to uh, what kind of the other teams have done at the deadline and how they kind of match up against some of the other top teams in the league. Uh, I guess that's the good thing about the Panthers being who they are now is that it's, they, they can go out and they can impose their will and other teams really have to try harder to, to match up with the Panthers than it is the other way around. Um, you know, looking in the division, obviously Tampa is always a threat. You always have to be worried. Um, Toronto. It, <laughs> you know, as much as I, I love some of my friends who are Leafs fans, um, they uh, it, it, it's like a dark cloud shows up right around playoff time. And uh, it'd be fun to see like the Panthers and the Leafs face off in the second round or something, just because I know, you know, fans up in your neck of the woods would be going crazy if they can get out of the first round, as would the fans down here in South Florida, because really as good as the Panthers are, they haven't won a playoff series since 1996. So Regardless of, you know, Stanley Cup aspirations, I think we can all agree that step one before you can really think about getting to that point, you got to get out of the first round. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of funny how, you know, you talk about the Eastern Conference and how basically the eight playoff teams are already set in stone at this point. There's, I think, a 13 point gap, if I'm not mistaken, between um, eighth place Washington and ninth place Columbus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, when I looked at the other teams in, in terms of playoff matchups, um, I, I just kind of think as long as the Panthers are able to do their thing, I mean, Boston would be a concern only because Boston's kind of been leaning very heavily in their defensive game and a good defensive team maybe is going to slow down the Panthers, but maybe not because the Panthers, 
have basically a top nine that could be a top line on the most teams in the lead right here. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get to the playoffs um, based on what I've seen from the Panthers. I'm confident uh, in them that they'll be able to, to kind of get through whoever uh, you know, whether the first round matchup is going to be the wild card team, which would probably end up being the caps or the, well, it'll be the caps of the Bruins, probably the caps is because the Bruins have been playing so well lately, although the caps have won a few games in a row right now. So, you know, I guess it could be either of them. Um, and then, you know, you move on down the line, who's going to come out of the Metro, whether, you know, Carolina is obviously the powerhouse, but the Rangers are an exciting team right now. They just won a couple of big games against Tampa and Carolina. Pittsburgh has been very consistent, uh, since, <laughs> since the first, uh, four to six weeks of the season and they struggled out of the gate, but they've been very consistent since then one of the better teams in the league. So, um, you know, there's no shortage of talent. I expect some amazing playoff series to come out of it, but really like, I think as long as the Panthers do what they've done all year to this point through 62 games, I believe it is, uh, they should be okay. If the goaltending holds up, Max, if the goaltending holds up. Exactly. exactly. We haven't talked much about goaltending over the last week uh, because of all the moves they've been making, but that's, you know, they're probably not going to score five goals a game in the playoffs. So they're going to need either, either Bob or Spencer Knight, uh, one of the two to, to be the guy. So as long as that happens, which it very well could, both guys very able to do it. That, that for me is the X factor more than anything else. Yeah, no, for sure. And in a positive note on the goaltending, Spencer Knight picking up his first career shutout uh, to end that trip off uh, in California. Congrats to Spencer. We're uh, happy for him. And he had a great, great road trip. Um, Bob being unable to play due to kind of not feeling so feeling so hot after taking that puck on his night off, uh, in the face. Um, but yeah, Spencer kind of had a pretty solid trip, um, especially having to kind of take over the reins for that trip. Um, kind of like he had to do at the beginning of the season and not doing so great, but kind of after his spending some time, uh, in the American hockey, like kind of, um, building that confidence up and doing a great job over the last couple of games. Yeah. I think that they've managed it very well with Spencer in order to keep him active. I think part of the reason that you're, they're able to do that is because of who Spencer is and his personality. And he's very chill. He's very focused. I think he's for a 20 year old kid. He's got an amazingly good understanding of just kind of the way the world is. He doesn't take anything too, I don't want to say he doesn't take anything too seriously. I don't think that's the right phrase. I, I think he, there's no real, you know, like peaks and valleys with Spencer. He keeps everything very even keel. There's not high highs or low lows. Like the other night when he got his first NHL shutout, when I asked him about it after the game, and he really seemed to not care less that he had gotten the shutout. He was more happy that he got a win. That's, that's the measuring stick for him. Um, he doesn't seem to care about statistics or any of the uh, superlative type stuff. He just wants to win hockey games. Um, and he's certainly looked like he's playing much more consistently, uh, which gives you a lot of confidence that the Panthers have a pretty solid one-two punch with him and Sergey Bobrovsky. Uh, I think it's beneficial that they've been able to give Bob some time off. Uh, you mentioned that he wasn't feeling well last week. Uh, Bruno said that his sitting out those games wasn't re a result of the puck to the face, although I'm sure it didn't help. Uh, it was more that he was under the weather, but either way, uh, a couple weeks without the stress and toils of playing in an NHL game. I'm sure we'll recharge Bob's batteries as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, between the two of them, uh, 
certainly all the ability in the world, but uh, back to your original question about Spencer Knight. Um, I'm curious to see how it plays out over the next 20 games, which is all they have left of the regular season. Um, you can't do max what they did last year. You can't start three goalies in a six round in a six game series, whoever they choose as the starter game one, unless they, that person completely falls off the face of the earth and just looks like they had neither of these guys have looked really all year. You just got to stick with one guy and ride it out. Whether that's Bob, who I think is who they would prefer it to be, whether it's Knight, who handling the big stage, whether it was last year's playoffs, whether it's been world juniors, um, either of them are capable. I want to see how the next 20 games play out. Um, I think it's going to be indicative to who rolls in the playoffs to, to how the rest of the season goes, um, whichever guy ends up uh, taking the job and running with it. Yeah, you know what, and kind of going back to Spencer a bit um, and his kind of hot streak there, and he had a great couple of games, and of course it's going to be really interesting Interesting to see, like we said, how it plays out over the next couple of games, next 20 games or so that they have left to play. Um, but kind of looking back to kind of some of the some of the goals that are kind of questionable on Spencer, um, but other than that, playing uh, a phenomenal uh, California road trip, um, which is not always easy on a rookie goalie like that. Um, but kind of looking back at some of those fluky goals, it kind of gives you a, a second to kind of realize is that he's only 20. Um, and it's not making excuses for him, but he's only 20 and how good he's going to be in two, two to three years and so on. Um, and it's kind of, once again, one of those things that, um, it's exciting to be a Panthers fan and to be able to watch Spencer and uh, if it's Spencer or Anton or Grigori Denisenko or Alexi Eponiemi and just kind of um, it gives you that hope and um, how good they are now um, and how good they can blossom to be. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, from the top of the roster, right on down to some of the guys you mentioned, whether it's, you know, Lindell, whether it's Denisenko, whether it's Mackie Samostevich at University of Michigan. Um, there, there's just a lot to be excited about with this team. And uh, right now it's just going to be kind of, you know, twiddling our thumbs for the next uh, six weeks, hoping that, you know, everybody stays healthy and that they can maintain and we can get to the playoffs and, you know, hopefully do something that uh, this franchise has not done in a long, 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 long time since, 1996 we keep going back to it i mean i remember for the longest time we're just remembering that date in april whatever it was uh because they hadn't won a playoff game and they won i think game one of the first round in 97 and then didn't win another playoff game until 2012 so i mean this is this is a franchise and a fan base that is starved starved for some playoff success some true substantial playoff success um it's hard not to not assume, but it's hard not to expect. Ice upsets happen all the time. Um, and, and on. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, it's going to, it's going to be interesting to see, um, how things, like we said, how things play out um the rest of the year and moving into the playoffs and to see if the Panthers can they've got the they've got the tools to do it see if they can put it all together now yeah 
that's that's going to be the big question. But you know, there, there's going to be a lot more excuses to be made if it doesn't work out for them than if it does, because they're they're pumped, they're poised, they've got you know they're che- like I said, they check all the boxes, they've got everything covered. Uh, assuming the goaltending holds up, you know, there's no reason this team should not be in the final four, if not the Stanley Cup final, when it's all said and done. Exactly. And one more quick thing before uh, before we cap off here. Out of the the players that they the Panthers have acquired at this year's trade deadline, and uh, who are you most excited to see? And I think it's going to be the same for a lot of people, but you never know to see uh, who people are most excited about seeing. I mean, how can I not be excited to see what Claude Giroux can do when he's on a line with Sasha Barkov, when he's on a power play with Barkov and Huberto and Ekblad? Uh, that that just the prospect seems so so enthralling to even think about. I mean, Giroux is one of the best playmakers the league has seen, you know, this generation. Uh, and and really, he's been on a Philadelphia team the last couple of years, and this year particularly, with he wasn't really surrounded by the kind of talent he was earlier in his career. So when you think of this guy who still plays at a very high, high level with some elite, elite puck skills, um, you think about some of the guys he's going to be on the ice with, with this Panthers team. Uh, I, yeah, I'm very, very anxious to see what they can do together. What kind of beautiful music these guys can make together uh, when they're, you know, on the rush, when they're, you know, yanking a puck out of the corner, when they're on a man advantage, I, I you know, Panthers fans know what a great playmaker Jonathan Huberto is. Well, get ready to meet Claude Giroux because he's pretty good at working with the puck. His vision is off the charts. Um, and I'm just super excited to see what these guys do when they hit the ice together. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, it's going to be something to see. And like you said, the vision of Claude Giroux and uh, especially with the elite goal scorers like Carter Verhage and Alexander Barkov. So it's going to be something to see. Yeah, I mean, regardless of how the how the lines play out, you know, Giroux's going to be out there with a Barkov or a Huberto or a Verhage or a Duclair or a Bennett or a Reinhardt. I mean, you know, like it's an embarrassment exactly. of riches. It, it's exactly. crazy. It's uh, like we said, we keep on going back to it, but it, it, there's no uh, there's no better time than than now to be a Panther fan. Amen, brother. Exactly. Well, I thank you very much, David, for, uh, for joining me once again. It's always my pleasure to have you on here. And like I said, talk with uh, talk some Panthers hockey, especially after the, uh, the excitement we've gotten over the last couple of days here. Yeah, man. Always a pleasure chatting with you, Max. Anytime you want to talk some hockey, I'm always down. And uh, definitely let me know when you make it down here for a game. Exactly. Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll make sure to keep you updated. Good stuff, brother. So that is all for today's episode. We'd like to give you guys a big thanks once again for tuning in. And also a big thanks to David Dwork for taking the time to talk Panthers hockey with us once again. We, uh, we always have a blast when, when David comes to talk with us. But uh, yeah, stay tuned on Instagram, Twitter for more things to come, uh, especially as the season kind of ticks down and we're in the last kind of final stretch and moving on into playoffs. So it should be interesting to see what happens. And uh, until we talk to you guys next time, let's go Cats.